Hello and welcome to another episode of The Kosh Cast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Bernie is here. Hello, hello. Hello, and Mohanad is here. Hello. How are you? It's like, this is the most stressful part of the pod where I don't know who you're going to ask first. I don't know why I'm so nervous all the time. Well, often one of you is muted, so I'll go to the other one. But this time you were both, you know, laissez-faire, hanging out with your mutes. Off. Ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Everyone well? Yeah, man. Very well. Everyone's good. Very it was my birthday this weekend. Yes. You all did. Happy birthday yeah. to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, yeah. Mohanad. Happy birthday to you. What, uh, what are they saying in Egypt? Like in hello, Arabic? Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just say hi 20 times in a row. And then it, it someone just, says khalas. And that's yeah. it. it literally means uh, nice year, oh, you beautiful one. Nice year, oh, you beautiful one. That's, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, better than happy birthday to you. I mean, uh, there was a comedian that does a whole skit about if happy birthday to you, like, if you actually think about it, it's so depressing. <laughs> yeah. Everything true. about it, the, the tone of it, everything. It's just people upbeat and make it sound good. But as a song, it's... Yeah. Actually, I mean, if you start, if you think about for you, a jolly good fellow, it's similar. Because at the end, they go, and so say all of us. It's like, yeah, you're saying it. Yeah. doesn't make it true. It's just like, exactly. of course, you're am, saying it. Honestly, man, like birthdays as you get older, like they mean nothing. Like I almost, I keep forgetting it was my birthday until someone says happy birthday. You know, maybe every an hour or two, I'll get a text and I'll be like, oh yeah, right. My birthday. <laughs> mm-hmm. You reply, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> who this? New <laughs> New age, who this? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bernie, did you have a birthday or are you still? Um, I think I'm a human being, so I have birthdays in general. Like... <laughs> no, 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 but in the last week. Um... Alex, I don't think you have multiple birthdays in a year. So <laughs> I'm just checking. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, know. I, I have a, a friend who once did an experiment and changed, kept changing his birthday on Facebook to see if people would keep wishing him happy birthday, and they did. Like oh. every week. Like every three months or something. Well, birthday. Bernie, when during during high school when we were together, when we wanted to get out of the house for legitimate reasons, we made up birthdays of our friends every two weeks. <laughs> it was the same dude's birthday again. Oh yeah. Barack's birthday. It was like I had I had a like a cycle of Gordon Barack, Nizar, yep. all the people my mom liked, it was their birthday every month. <laughs> yeah. But did did you ever run into the problem where they would come to your house and your mom would be like, Oh, how was your birthday last week? <laughs> No, no we go to other people's houses. House. Yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't host. We didn't host. Yeah, because what are you going to do at my house? Like sit down and have like pasta? No, nah, mate. <laughs> I've, been, I've been to Mohanad's one's house once in the to space of four years to watch football and then get taken to the Champions League game in his mom's car. And I'll just leave it at that. You know, I won't leave it at that. That, the, the need for speed that happened in that car, <laughs> my God. Well, we also had like nine people in that car trying to get to the 2006 Champions League final, Arsenal-Barcelona. In a, in a, in a five-seater, yeah. nine people. We forgot one, and he had to lie down across everyone else with his legs dangling out the window. That's all I was saying. That sounds proper Middle East. <laughs> good times, man. And good very times. stressful. Yeah. yeah, but it was, you know, not good memories of the final, though, of course. No, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, this is all reminding me of Stephen Ireland, who made up his grandmother's death twice to get out of international football duty. I, I hope she was already dead. 
no, that's the point. She wasn't dead, and he uh, said she was. See, like, I'm okay if, if she was already dead. Like, I can live with that. But if she's alive, that's where I'm like, that's what where he I meant to say life. was, she's dead to me. <laughs> he said that twice. <laughs> Island manager is just like, that's not an excuse, though. So, uh, all right. Shall we start talking about the football? Yes. Um, Bristol Rovers have hired Joey Barton. Why do clubs do this? Monet, Monet, wait, before you start, I know what your Monet's reaction right now is, and it was, why did Alex have to start us here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I was not expect again, I'm always worried about where Alex is going with stuff. And I was looking, okay, is he going to start with Liverpool everything? Is he going to start with what's happening? And then I'm like, Bristol Rovers? Are you, like, what? Look, but yeah, Joey Barton, man. Like, why do, why do teams keep betting on him? I don't get it. I, have you seen the picture of him? He's in like a cap and a tracksuit. He, he looks like he's about to mug people, not manage them. Man, you, you, know I don't my, know. you know my thing is that like, you know, I don't I don't want to take us on a serious path. But when you have this, you know, these uh, campaigns to get more black and minority people into football, and then you think to yourself, I'm just going to hire Joey Barton. <laughs> like, it's almost as if you're spitting in the face of the campaign because like, this is a person who should not be given another chance. Like, you give a chance to people who've never had a chance before. You don't give yep. another chance. It's freaking Joey Barton. Also, like, there's tons of anti-racism campaign, tons of anti-violent in football campaign, and he just doesn't really go with any of them. <laughs> no. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't, like, what is the idea here? Like, like you, we talked about this with players as well in the past, these same players that just do these transfers, you know, over and over and over. And it's like, are you seriously so worried about taking a punt on a young, new guy? It's maybe slightly you know, underdeveloped or unknown so much that you hire someone like Joey Barton? Like, it's not an excuse. No, I mean, Joey Barton is a relatively new manager. He's just also a fucking moron. Like, does Saul Campbell apply for this job? Like, I want to know. <laughs> I feel like Saul Campbell applies for every job that comes up. He yeah. really does. And yeah. I think he looks forward to not getting them, because that's his story. <laughs> <laughs> the, the minute he gets one, he's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning on doing some work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, he really ruined his reputation when he ran as a conservative politician. Like, everyone would have been very sympathetic before he did that. Yeah, also, you know, usually you don't run in politics when you have nudes out on the internet, and he's got <laughs> one big one. <laughs> yeah, you at least let them get discovered later on, you know, <laughs> after you get elected. Like, are you sure you're not getting a job because your black kids got nudes out there? Like, <laughs> which yeah. is it? <laughs> to be fair to him, he was ahead of his time. Like, yeah. 2030, everyone will have nudes and jobs. It'll be fine. You know? Yeah, ahead of the curve. Probably the next manager to have that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of managers, um, this one didn't get the job. Um, Thierry Henry the other day was linked with the Bournemouth job very heavily. Like it really looked like it was about to happen. But today they announced that they've given the job for the rest of the season, at least, to Jonathan Woodgate, who they'd already put in temporary charge anyway. So was he in some capacity already at the club? Woodgate, yeah. He was oh, like okay. a caretaker manager or something. Um, but like, as far as I understand, they did interview Henri. So, but why I'm was very disappointed. But why would they hire him? Yeah, I guess they. Again, from Henri's perspective, it's pretty dangerous to go in with a couple of months left on the in the season in the position that they're in. Like, I like, I'm not saying that they don't want it, but I'm saying I don't think it would have been best for him either. But I think from a Bournemouth perspective, I I just think like they probably thought of hiring him and then they did an interview and that's it's just when Henri opens his mouth that's when things go south that's it yeah yeah 
He was probably I'm, a massive bellend in the interview. Yeah. I'm happy. Well, I'm not. I'm actually disappointed thoroughly that they did the right thing because <laughs> yeah. I was really excited to see what rubbish they were going to do. And I can't remember the other guys who were in line, but I know Vieira was one of them. Um, I don't know the other guys. And all I said to myself was, I want Vieira to get this job. I don't know why I was enamored with the idea, but I wanted him to get the job. When Henri was a guy, it made me furious because <laughs> it was like, I'm sorry. He's not a good manager, and I don't think he will ever be a good manager. Where Vieira, I can see it. Yeah, these ex-player, like, ex-players becoming manager kind of experiments, they need to start to become more on merit and less so on, oh, he was a great player. Like, it just doesn't work. Like that. I get it. Maybe you think, yeah, a great player understands the game and stuff. Sure. But it doesn't mean you're a good man manager. It doesn't mean you're doing the right thing. You're making the right decision. It doesn't mean, you know, you can rotate players. It doesn't mean you can manage a squad. You can do training. Like, there's so much that just being a player doesn't automatically give you. Absolutely. And and the thing is, like, when there's an air of mystery, I can sort of get it. Like, the Pirlo thing, the Lampard thing, is like, oh, we don't know. Like, Zidane, Pep, right? We don't know. Never done a job before. So we could throw him and, and it could be brilliant. But with Henri, there's evidence that he's rubbish. Yeah, it's like Arteta. Let's throw him in, see what happens, sink or swim, yeah. okay. But yeah, but with that record that Henri has, it's just those videos. He's just, he's so you know the day, man. You know the day that, that I think everyone in the world knew that he was going to fail at management was when he did the, like, the with the ba- Badi Ashila in the chair. That yeah. was the day, I don't, I know I didn't say it, but back in my mind, I was like, fail. Like, <laughs> there's no way. There's the no player way. knows when what you're talking about is not important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're setting standards and they're just being a dick. <laughs> He's just being a dick. Yeah. yeah I don't see of, did you guys see the Jose Mourinho? Like, there's this uh, story that was going around of, like, I can't remember which player it is. I think it was a youth player where, like, he wasn't happy with the guy's performance or something like that. And, and then he brought him in. He told him the wrong time of training to bring him in early to training. And the guy was like, what, like, like, what happened? And Jose was like, like admonishing him and he got mad because he expected the guy to get mad back at him. Like he wanted to see like an angry reaction and he got angry that the guy didn't get angry. I'm like, you called him in at six in the morning an hour before training and you think he's going to be like yelling at you as a youth player? Like, Yeah, Mourinho wants to set up scenarios where he expects a certain, he expects reactions from players and he wants to see that drive and uh, like he wants all that random intangible stuff and when he doesn't get it you're out of his books you know we talked about the Deli Ali's we talked about potentially KDB you can see De Bruyne being this soft dude like you can see it he's this twinkle toe player but he's soft he's not gonna be a Mourinho type player and he just clashes with those guys and he just doesn't know how to you know deal with them honestly it it is absolutely remarkable that the Ndombele thing turned out okay like when he showed up to his apartment and made him go on a run in the middle of lockdown, I was like, "This is this is done, man! Like this is there's no way you can respect yeah. this. It's just too psychotic." But I, anyway, I, how it's worked out, I don't know. I'm sure we'll use it as a segue, but I wanted to, to draw, draw the contrast in Ferguson's book, Leading, where he says he never once. I think he, they said he only one time yelled at Cristiano Ronaldo, and he he and he basically like tears like came down Ronaldo's eyes, and he said he never yelled at him after that because he realized. You have to treat people differently. Like he would, instead of yelling at Ronaldo, he would yell at Giggs. Mm. And then Giggs yeah, we would, talk, would, we... would get mad, but Giggs would t- play better and then get Ronaldo to play better. So he would always aim at Giggs when he Rooney, wanted to yell um, at Ronaldo. On Monday Night Football, Rooney, I think we talked about this. He came out and, you know, Carragher and, and Gary Neville, and they were interviewing him. They said, you know, tell us something about Ferguson. He said, I remember this. And Ferguson apparently did this a lot. He's like, I remember this one game. We were playing really bad and we got into the dressing room. 
And Alex Ferguson was just yelling at me, uh, like Rooney, just yelling at me, telling me to pass faster, to stop dribbling, stop doing stepovers. And Rooney's like, I know I don't do any of those things. When have you seen me done a stepover? <laughs> he's basically talking to me while directing, like he's directing it to me, but talking to Nani. Because he knows if he says the exact same thing to Nani, Nani's going to cry and go home. Yeah. And that's good yeah. management. Yeah. And it he is. just knows Rooney can take it. It's like, Rooney, I get you're going to take it. I'm going to yell at you just so Nani can hear me say it. <laughs> and and on, on top of the personality thing of like who can take it and who can't, there was also, I, I believe I read that like he would often shout at the players who had played well or his best players because then the other players who weren't as good or hadn't played as well were like, well, shit, if he's angry at him, I need, I need to step up too, you know? So very smart stuff. I mean, also a bit sociopathic, but smart. In a, but you need, you need a little bit of that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. that like evil genius thing as opposed to just being evil. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yes. just, just less kicking, you know, boots at players' heads. Yeah. 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 That's all. I wish he meant that. I just do. It would be for a story. <laughs> speaking of, uh, just before we get into the game, speaking of um, Mourinho and players he didn't get on with and stuff, there was a, a really good interview with Felipe Luis in the paper today. And uh, he said two things that I thought were interesting. One is that um, Salah is, is like messy in training, like really rates Salah. And I know Mohamed was going to enjoy that. Um, but then he that, opinion became questionable when he also said that Kieran Trippier is one of the world's best fullbacks. So I'm not sure what to believe. There really. was a, there was a three month span where he was like, yes, th- three months. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then it faded. But, but I always, I like that comment uh, because I always wondered whether Mourinho, you know, just didn't see it in Salah or was it more something else? Mm. You know what I mean? And it's, it's nice to, to, to kind of get a bit of a glimpse that, you know, a, a player that trained with him thinks he was clearly that good at that age. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's go into the games. Um, Mohamed, let's get this over with. Arsenal nil, Manchester City won. Um, I thought this was, like, Arsenal have been playing relatively well lately uh, and being happy about that is something that Bernie has, has taken the piss out of us for. Um, I thought this was probably better than we could have expected, especially after going down 1-0 within, you know, 12 seconds or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, it is low standards right now, obviously, yes. you know. We're, we're, we're taking a 1-0 loss and we're like, okay, well, especially with the form that City and City are potentially, you know, the best team in Europe right now in the last couple of months. So, also, uh, you know, the two centre-backs that we played with are, you know, they, they weren't playing the last couple of days. So I think it was, it's been Luis and Gabriel, etc. Now, you know, we come in with Holding and Marie. And Holding was clearly a fault for the first goal, you know, allowing five foot seven Sterling to head into from the center of the goal of six yard line is just unacceptable. But other than that, you know, Arteta again went a bit safe with El Neni in midfield, etc. But overall, I thought, you know, toe to toe a little bit, could could couldn't, you know, couldn't really ask for more with the, with where both teams are. So it is what it is. Arsenal had a lot more possession than I expected. And I, I don't know whether that was because Arsenal were, were relatively competent or because City, who have been sitting back a bit more and, and demanding less possession than they, than they traditionally do, let them do it. But it, it was interesting. I remember, because remember, was it Chelsea against City a couple of weeks ago, Bernie, that you said you watched and you were like waiting for some team to take possession um, mm-hmm. and, and City didn't and let Chelsea have the ball. It felt like a similar thing was happening here. Yeah, I... I... It, I, I do agree with you guys in the sense of it was a bit weird in that you weren't playing badly. You weren't playing well, but you weren't playing badly. And I felt like there were a couple of moments, uh, mostly involving Saka, I felt, 
where you're like, if this pass comes off or maybe if like this little dribble comes off, it could be a goal. And I know it's like lowering the standards and, nit- and like a bit of positive nitpicking on little things. Sure, fine. But like it, it wasn't horrendous. I mean, the defending was in for the first goal was horrendous. But I also think it was a function of City saying, okay, let me put it this way. I do believe that Pep is scared of Arteta. I do believe that. I think he's scared of the fact that Arteta knows him very well. He's scared of the fact that he lost to him in the FA Cup final, semifinal, semifinal. Um, And I think he did tell the boys, like, you know, the old reel in the horses type of thing. I think he definitely did that. And you know Pep is an overthinker, especially, like, you know it. So I feel like, I feel like that happened in this game, but... You know, City was 18 wins in a row. Like, Mm -hmm. this is the best run in domestic English history. Is that? It's a record, yeah. Is that that it? Like, to me, this is what a great team is. And I'm going to take the piss on Liverpool a little bit where they thought they were the greatest team ever. But the greatest teams are built over years and perform over years. United, Arsenal, City, Chelsea Chelsea. maybe a little bit. Like, and I guess Arsenal was a bit stop-start, but like, come on, over the course of five years, it was the same players and they were invincible and whatever. That Liverpool team is an, is an asterisk because what we're seeing here is a clinic, <laughs> like is honestly a football education. And I'm very, very impressed more than I've ever been with Pep Guardiola's teams. And this is that type of game. He reeled it in. He changed the tactics after they scored. Like, come on. If for me, the jury is still in Europe. It's still for Pep in Europe. What can he do this season playing this well? You know, is he going to let Kevin De Bruyne returning kind of derail or rock the boat a little bit? Because even this game, I felt I was looking at Gundogan and I wanted to see how De Bruyne's um, inclusion would affect him. And Gundogan just was not in the box or kind of a scoring threat as much this game as he was previous games. And yes, I know there's a lot of factors, but I felt Kevin De Bruyne's inclusion created that a little bit and, and kind of helped. You know, the Bruyne pushed a bit more forward. Gundogan kind of stayed a little bit back. So I just wonder how the formation will be moving forward, especially with Jesus and Aguero both fit. Yeah, the, the the dynamics are interesting. It's sort of like, you know, everyone's been in that situation where you're in a group and you feel comfortable and confident and talkative and then someone else joins the group and it kind of upsets the dynamic and every, mm. everything feels different. And it, it did look a bit like that with Gundogan. Um but then we're so used to him scoring every week. And that, that really isn't a realistic expectation. Like this season for him has been completely off the charts in terms of when you look at how many, I think it was six. Six goals is the maximum he's ever scored in a season. And he has what, 13? Yeah, you want to talk asterisks. You've got your <laughs> yeah. asterisks right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so. one, one interesting thing about this game that is not really about the game is we got our, well, I think anyways, to my knowledge, our first concussion substitution. Yes. Um, which was interesting to see what the rules are around that because... Um, Rob Holding, I believe, got concussed, or at least was was it this game? Yeah, I believe it was, and he and they got um, and if he got substituted, but what that meant is that Arsenal got another sub after that. But what I heard the commentators say, which I didn't know, is that now City got four. So basically, if the opposition get a concussion sub, the opposite, yeah, you get an extra sub as oh, really? well. That's what does I heard that, them say. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, the whole point of the concussion sub is like. It happens because it's absolutely necessary. You like you have to get a player off. Why should the other team get one? I feel that I feel that maybe it's just, just to stop maybe being abused. Maybe, but then what? What if the opposition makes their fourth sub, then gets a concussion? Now they've got five. <laughs> Outrageous behavior. 
Yeah, honestly, that's a good question. But the point is, we saw our first one. <laughs> and I might be saying I might be saying stuff that's wrong, but I could have sworn I heard the commentators say, and now City get an extra substitute. Right. If that turns out not to be the case, direct your complaints to at Dazen CA or whatever the account is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, City Jesus have, come uh, on in this game? Yes. Yeah. He was rubbish. So I want to talk about that. Like, I don't care if he scores 30 goals in this season. I think he's <laughs> crap. Like, I honestly think he's trash. There's nothing like I don't, I don't, it's now irrational hate, I guess. He's he's been teetering. And now for me, he's there. I don't think he's very good. I, I don't. I, I have a question for you. Um, would Kalechi Iannaccio, who was like the Gabi Jesus, the, like, the young guy, inexperienced, brought in, give him a chance once in a while kind of thing. He was the Gabi Jesus before Gabi Jesus. Would he score any less goals for Manchester City? No. I don't think so either. Like, uh, you're not scoring 30-yard golazos like a City. Like, you're getting into good positions of scoring goals. And Gabriel Jesus has a tendency to get in good positions and fuck it up. So, like, I, I really don't think, like, he would score less goals than Gabriel Jesus. I don't. Mohane, do you disagree? No, no, I was... I was... I thought I was disagreeing, and then when I thought about it, I was going to say, like, actually, no, it sounds like it's an agreement. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Jesus <laughs> is benefiting from, obviously, being at City. But then if I try to think, well, how would he do at Liverpool instead of Firmino? Or how would he do at Chelsea? Or how would we do at Arsenal? Yeah, I don't think, you know, would he do, you know, even <laughs> even going as low as, like, an Enketia, just in how bad Arsenal are with the, without that kind of supply, he wouldn't really do much either. You know what's mad, though, is those three examples you just gave us. Would he score more than Firmino? Probably. Would he yeah. score more than Werner? Yes, by default. Would he score more than Lacazette? Probably about the same. Like, the, the, the good strikers in this league are so few. In the world. Yeah. Well, think about, think about FPL. Everybody's playing, like, 4-5-1. There are no strikers. Mate. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, you look down the list, you got Kane and Vardy. Think of maybe Calvert-Lewin. And then you're done for strikers. In the league. It's like... Seriously. It's true. And, and Mourinho's I, ruining I, I Kane for I'd pay good money for Calvert Lewin. I really would pay good money for that guy. He's brilliant. How much? He's brilliant. Calvert Lewin, I'd pay 75 mil. I would. Installments or all in once? All in. I don't give a shit. All <laughs> in. I, I really rate that guy. I really do. Me too. He's, yeah. got, he's got all the tools. He's got all the tools. Um, well, let's talk about him then. Uh, I guess everything beat Liverpool to a nil. He, did he play? He came, he came on. off the bench, won that penalty, that penalty. Okay, I'm sorry. What is this debate about it not being a penalty? How are you? I don't understand how you think it is. I do not understand. Bro, really? After, of course it is. There's nothing deliberate about it. Oh Trent's on the God. floor. Trent's on the floor. Dominic Calvert-Lewin runs over him. Listen. And that's it. Trent is on the floor. He can see his keeper is done for in no man's land. The ball is open net. What's his name? Calvert Lewin jumps over him, and Trent. Watch the video from the other angle. He absolutely hooks him on purpose. I've seen it. Calvert Lewin is already over him when Trent's leg goes up. Yeah, no, but, no but Trent Alex, hooks that, him. It's an open goal. What what Mon is talking about for the angle from the back, where literally Calvert Lewin's foot is about yes. you know swinging back to kick the ball. It's an open net goal. He doesn't 
Like, he is literally prevented from scoring a goal. It's a penalty, however you look at it. He's prevented by Trent being there and him running no. directly no. over will... Trent Alexander-Arnold. No, 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 no. I will no, find no. a photo of you where Trent is literally, his foot is hooking. I'm not interested um, in a photo. A still frame does not does not do it any justice. You can't do this with still frames. Like, it doesn't work. No, I mean, I've watched the video a million times. I cannot believe it's a uh, debate. I just bonkers. can't. I, I just feel like, is, is it is it about intention or is it about stopping a goal-scoring opportunity? Like, like again, I always go back to what the rule is and, and tell me, because I'm curious about this. I'm, I, I'm, taking intention, right now. I'm taking intention out of it. Even if Trent had meant to, it was too late. Because Dominic Calvert-Lewin is coming from behind him. Trent doesn't know where he is. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin runs over him, into and over him, and then falls over. I don't know. I... I, I, I Mohamed is, is going to sh- show this to us. Let me okay. share a screen. Oh, oh, oh okay. sorry. Okay, okay. Right. hold me, on, hold on. Look at this. You're telling me this is not a penalty? I know this is not good for radio, but I'm sorry. I mean, people know what we're How talking about. Yeah, really, just course. hit the little button and say all participants. We've been using <laughs> Zoom for five years. Advanced right? sharing options. All participants. All participants. Okay. Look at this. Look at You guys are joking. Look at this. Mohamed has started sharing screen. Yeah, yes, some tab. Look, oh, this is the Daily Mail. mail. Look at no, this. Mate, Come on, man. Mate. What is tripping him from an open goal? This doesn't show me anything. He doesn't just run anything. into that. This Come doesn't on. show me anything. Come oh, Mohanad, you're using an ad blocker. Come on. Yes. Even Mohanad, even even that no, the one you were just just on. Yes, look this, at this. This doesn't show me anything. <sighs> Anyways, it's such a clear penalty. It's I mean, like so Trent is not a stupid guy. Trent can see that keepers in no man's land, balls open, like you cannot tell me that Calvert-Lewin is just going to fall for no reason when the goal's open. Calvert-Lewin could have run around Trent. Instead, he decided to run directly over and into him and then fell over. I mean, so, Alex, do you think that Calvert-Lewin was playing for it? I don't know what... I don't think Calvert-Lewin was... There was any intent on his part to win a penalty. He's just instinct. He's running in, the, in a direct line at the ball and Trent is in front of him. I have never been more sure of anything in my life. Trent is a smart player. His foot is up in the air and he sees Calvert-Lewin come and he hooks him. But you know, Calvert-Lewin doesn't, doesn't change his direction of his run. He's running in the same direction because he's been tackled and he's tri- tripping over and yes. Trent slides through onto him. Nope. Even, if, nope. even if you say, even if you tell me that Trent's body is just moving and he can't control it, he is stopping Calvert-Lewin from tripping up and hitting the ball into the net. Even if he falls in his head, he rolls it into the net. It's going in. And Trent stops it. I'm sorry. It's a penalty. This is, this this is, is absolute penalty. nonsense. And, and like five of these penalties <laughs> since the David Luiz one should have all been read for on for not trying any in any form to play the ball. He was Trent not wasn't trying, to, trying to do anything. He's he literally was. just sitting on the floor. Hell the no. only reason why Trent doesn't get sent off is because what's his name is right there behind him. Number Game's 47. gone, mate. What is that's it? not the rule, Bernie. The rule is no, no, no intention saying, of playing the ball. There is no rule. Oh, yeah, that is Absolute true. So did, he should have been sent off. He should have he been, should sent, have been off. sent off. You know who else should have been sent off? Diaz versus Liverpool when he when he pulled Saw. No intention to play the ball. So no, many. No, no, but you know, no, 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 no. That, it's not an opinion. He, no, when he no, pulls no, someone no. from the shoulder, you're not intending to play the ball. No, That's no, all it means. No, no. That was that was different. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're just picking now because you feel <laughs> oh, it was soft. See? It's all, it's all bollocks. Anyways, it's all bollocks. Um, I mean, the really interesting thing is that this goal was utterly meaningless because honestly, Liverpool were not going to equalize anyway. Wasn't this Everton's first win like this century or something? Since 1999. Yeah, in a century. 
which is <laughs> in the century. In the century. Yeah. Well, yeah. At Anfield, I think, right? It, it yeah. was a nonsense performance from Liverpool, by the way. Like nonsense yeah. performance. My gosh. Well, I hated everything about it. <laughs> we've been saying for weeks that, like, okay, we understand why Henderson was in defense for a while, but like it's clearly not working and it's time to change it. And every week he doesn't do it. In fact, um, we had uh, a DM you on Twitter. It's a little bit of an argument. Uh, no, not an argument at all. Um, just Frank on Twitter, um, cosine underscore 180. Um, at underscore. Oh, I love that. Cross sign one. Cross sign one eighty. That's great. He's brilliant. <laughs> uh, but he, 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 like, he's not even a Liverpool supporter. He's just angry. He said, "Fraud or go on clock, please." What does Van Dyke injury have to do with the lack of goals? Why are the same formation formation week in week out? Why are there Thiago memes on Twitter? <laughs> Why does Nigeria exist? <laughs> Listen, we Nigeria has it. ruined Thiago, man. Oh, for sure, man. So you passed to me, I passed to you. I love it. <laughs> so the the only thing we discussed during this game is, look, we understand you've got your injury record issues in centre-back. We know this is what the 18th, I think, combination of centre-backs Liverpool play this season. And I think uh, Kabak and Henderson, had they continued the second half or whatever, it would have been like the longest any two centre-backs have played together. I get it. All valid excuses. But, at some point, Klopp has to go, Thiago's not doing it. I'm light in midfield. Henderson is more valuable back in midfield doing his thing where he was almost player of the season last year, right? Player of the season for Liverpool and potentially the league. And you're wasting him at centre-back. Just put on a young guy at centre-back, take your chances and have Henderson control your midfield the way he's been doing for a year and a half instead of this, you know, I guess what, it just doesn't make sense to keep trying the same thing over and over. Just put him in midfield and go for it. See something different. Yeah, I, I think there's an element of everything they've been doing has been working so well for the last three years, basically, that I can understand a, rec a reticence to change it, to go with a different system or to, you know, do something, do something different. But at this point in the season... Like they're in danger of not making top four. Like you've got to try something. And they have, as as Frank points out, they haven't been scoring goals. If you think about the front three and the troubles that they're having, like, and you think about the fact that their defend their centre back is so centre backs are so vulnerable. Maybe just sit back a bit. Maybe play on the counter a bit and play to the strengths of of, of Salah and Mane when they have space to run into. Because basically, what happened is Liverpool got really good, and then everyone does a deep block against them, and they they struggle to score goals now because they have to be really good to break them down and they're exhausted. So try something else. My, my problem here is that every problem that they have, we said it could be a problem a year ago, every single one of them. And for them not to have addressed those issues. And I mean, I know some of them they did, but really satisfactorily, they didn't address the core issues of recycling the squad because they are old and which means that they are subject to injury and also, none of us ever thought any of their centre-backs were anything useful other than Van Dijk. Not Lovren, not Matip, not Joe Gomez. Um, if you rated Joe Gomez, good for you. I didn't rate Joe Gomez. He's injured, so whatever. They I actually think Matip is good, he's, he's just dead. He's never there, right? So you can't count on him anyway. Like, they have so many issues that people had talked about for a year. Everything clicked last year. Great, it's not clicking now. And then you're also, coming up against teams. Like, I get if, I mean, Everton haven't won in 30 years here or whatever. They should never win this game based on history. Like, and people they're losing to, you know, they capitulated against Leicester. They should never lose that game. Uh, they lost to Brighton. They should never lose that game. 
in the fraud or goat question that uh, Frank asked, he's not a fraud, but in this microcosm of a season, he's being fraudulent. <laughs> that is exactly what he is doing. Also, we talked about how they played the same starting 11 for three years straight and then expected, you know, no injuries, right? Yep. I got that's going to come, that, that's going to catch up to you, especially with the age of the squad, right? You're, he's lucky Mane and Salah are still running around. Like, and, and Salah barely does that anyway. <laughs> so, the other, yeah, I don't know. The other thing was, anyways, can we so, talk so about everything a little bit? Mane, just, just one more yes. thing. You talked about Salah and Mane still running around, same team playing. We talked about their age. And then you sign a 30-year-old, pass to me, I pass to you, idea footballer. Like, I get it. And people were like, oh, it's Thiago. But now when I look at it, I realize how it makes no sense. It doesn't fit. Like, no sense at all to sign that profile of player who actually, by the way, was injury-prone anyway. It didn't make any sense, and now I'm seeing it, and I can't believe I even saw it. Wasn't he on a free, though? Is he in a free, or am I making it? 30 million. No, no, yeah. They paid 30 million for him. I I tell you what it was, though, and why I think it's still justifiable, is that in context, what you have is a brilliant team who has been firing on all cylinders for a couple of years, and who really the only criticism of this team is that all the creativity comes from the front three and the wing backs, and central midfield is just, just... an engine room, right? And so you go, okay, we need to adapt a little bit because people are eventually going to work us out and we need some kind of different angle. And so Tiago was supposed to be the cherry on the icing on the cake. And instead, because of the injuries, he's like, have to be the batter. And it, he's like, that's not him, mm. right? That's a good point. I, I agree with you. But also, if you're trying something different, maybe break teams down centrally. We talked about this and I know we disagree, but Tiago, like he had so many opportunities in this game to play a killer pass, make that risk, play that through ball that maybe a KDB would play or whatever. But I just don't think that's his game. And he didn't take them a couple, a lot of chances where he just, maybe a confidence is low as well, but he he's a spray the ball out wide kind of player and keep possession and tippy-tappy, but he's not like a through pass kind of player. So, it's, so that doesn't help Liverpool either. But speaking of, in terms of a through pass player, Hamas's ball to Charles. Ooh, the weight mm-hmm. on that pass was just... It would be a crime for Charles not to score that. Like, it just, and the best thing was also Thiago standing right there, allowing Hamas to do everything he wanted to do. Zero pressure. <laughs> but Hamas's first touch and then the ball to Richardson was perfect. Richardson's finish was just, you know, you say I finished with a palm. Like, that was it. But I don't know if I'm being harsh. Allison was a bit, like, get harsh. more central. Am I being, I yeah. feel like get a bit more central. You were way too close to that near post, but. I mean, yeah, but then if he, if he gets it near post. But... Yeah. I don't mind but, you being beaten from with with that through ball and it was good. Allison. I'm, it I'm was okay good. with that. Was yeah, Tom but, Davies ran the midfield. I mean, that's all you need to know about this game. Yeah, that was he was he was he was good actually. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to to jump in because uh, something I saw on Twitter just before we started potting is that Liverpool fans are really upset with Bobby Firmino because apparently Richarlison did an Instagram post about his goal and Firmino's liked it. <laughs> The game's gone, mate. Roy Keane is turning in his grave. You know, all the hugs and the pleasantries. I sort of understand why Liverpool fans are annoyed, but also, like, why do you care? Like, it is Brazilian. It's clearly just his mate, you know? No, but I would be furious if Henri, you know, or Aubameyang liked the Harry Kane post of them scoring in the North London derby. I I don't care if he scored 30 goals. I want him out. Yeah, but in in this world, in in this world, Harry Kane has to be from Gabon and, like... (laughs) I also, I also want to give a shout out to Ben Godfrey. I thought he was amazing. Like, 
real Ferdinand has been hyping him up for a long time. I didn't get it because it was at Norwich and anything at Norwich, I just frowned upon <laughs> for the most part. But Racist. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? That's me. <laughs> sorry, he's really good. I'm sorry. He's just really, really good. I I like that defense. I really like the Everton defense when it's fully fit. I like I like those. Yeah, but seriously, like looking very quickly. I know we want to move on, but like a midfield of Andre Gomes, Tom Davies, and Decore should not trouble Liverpool's defense, no matter who's in. Like that's just yeah. There 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 are no ideas. <laughs> no ideas. There are no ideas. Andre, Andre Gomez's hair is a great idea. Lovely yeah. stuff. It is. Unlike Tom Davies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. All right, uh, let's move on. Um, Manchester United 3, Newcastle 1. Um, you know, as, as every week, I said to Roche and Bernie on the thread, this should be an easy win. Like, you'll cut the, the points gap at the top. And they were like, can't guarantee anything. <laughs> Emotionally protective gits. Yeah. United smashed them. It was very easy. Marcus Rashford's goal, the first one, was bloody lovely. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe Isaac Hayden will put on a clinic (laughs) and miss the Guys, we've been punished for years. Let us be this way. Oh, yeah. You poor Manchester United fans having been punished for years. Yeah. But, I mean, that that assist from Bruno to Hamas. But, oh man, I keep Hamas. saying Hamas. Daniel James. Daniel Hamas. <laughs> Daniel Hamas. <laughs> um, see, this is what football does to you. I see the word James written and the first thing that comes around is Hamas. But yeah, yep. that, that little big toe touch. Mm, you got it. That, that FPL point, man. That's all I need. You know what? I, I, I actually think Bruno doesn't care about trophies. I think he cares about FPL. Like his FPL rank. They, they said he was something like averaging 78 points per match week or some nonsense. 7.8. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, uh, yeah, but you're you're right. My, Marcus Rashford's goal was brilliant. The first one. I mean, he didn't. Again, the cynic in me is like that's not exactly what he intended, and it doesn't matter. But it, you know, no, 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 it was it was exactly what he intended. However, the goalkeeper should have saved it. Is is the is the actual part of that? Like the nutmeg, he meant that brilliantly. Turn the man. The guy should let him go on the outside. That was terrible defending. Like. Epic proportions. Yeah. Well, speaking of terrible yeah. defending, Alan Sam Maximan, like he took a touch, he turned all inside <laughs> your box. Like that was like, when is anyone going to meet? It just felt like he had way too much time for that goal. Which one was that? Uh, am I thinking of the chance? I think you're, I'm thinking of the chance, the chance not the goal. Yeah, oh, the, the goal Gea was saved. the volley. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no, I'm thinking about the chance that. the Hayes saved. Yeah. But you also don't remember the penalty that Newcastle should have had. Yeah, no, I don't no, know what you're talking about with this either. Yeah, the Maguire, the Maguire no in the idea. box when um, I think it was whoever the centre back for uh, for Newcastle. Oh, did did someone run straight into Maguire and fall over? Is that- Maguire like elbowed him completely out of the oh, play. Oh, Lascelles! No yes, yeah. yes, yes. You're right. I didn't even see it. It was completely off the ball. Ma- yeah, Maguire yeah, yeah. literally looked up at the air, looked at Lascelles, and just elbowed him. Yep. Like it was weird. Like, what's the point of VAR? Well, if you're at least I saw look was at someone it. falling into the hair, and I was like. Huh, what happened there? And he's like, foul on the keeper. I didn't see the beginning of it. (laughs) Yeah, that is astonishing. Uh, Like, can't they do retrospective cards and stuff? I don't know, man. I mean, I also think that uh, the foul on Rashford for the penalty was super soft. I mean, he he literally kicks his foot. Like, it is, he does fling himself to the ground, but like, it's literally, I wouldn't use the word football. 
Ernie, in full speed. If I would use the part, word kick. I would use the word touch. He did I touch would use the word apply pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you let him know he was there. Like it's it's if Willick looked at it and Willick went, yeah, sure, fine. Like you can always tell if a player. It's never gonna get overturned. It's a like yes, I get it. According to the laws, it's a penalty, but it was such a soft touch, Michael. My my thing um was it was it was weird. It was just a weird game. Like sure United were gonna win, but it was it was just weird. Like and Martial, I'm I'm now on the other side. I'm done. I'm done. Mm. I'm done. You're on his wife's side. Martial out. <laughs> It's, 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 it's got to go. Like, when people start showing clips of you not running, like, literally, like, it's 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 over. And he got subbed at 60 minutes for Greenwood. That's When Solskjaer does things like this, it's instructive of the future of the player. He did Jesse Lingard, it's happening. Martial is done. It's, it's over. And it's sad, but it's over. All right. Well, speaking of Jesse Lingard, if we want to move on. Yes. Sure. Uh, West Ham 2, Spurs 1. And it's just it lovely when I don't wake up for the early Spurs game. But, you know, you wake up, the sun's just coming through the window. You're like, ah, let me grab my phone. Let me see what happened. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know what's a better feeling, wanted When you wake up for the, in your case, the Spurs, for me, Jose Mourinho game, and you open one eye, and it's already 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because I'm always thinking, should I wake up and watch these games? And then your mm. body wakes up and you look 1-0. Okay, I can watch it now. <laughs> yeah, you make a decision on like basically I I would I, I wake up for like the rival games early on and I'll be watching Spurs or whatever. And if they go one nil up, I go back to sleep. But if the other team is one nil up, I'm like, all right, we're up. <laughs> it was all worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um no, I, I woke up and I was I it was two nil and I was like, Yeah, that was exactly what I expected. And that is a damning indictment because like Spurs haven't gone into a, a London derby with West Ham in years expecting to lose, or, or at least with no expectation of winning the game. And it, like every week, Jose Mourinho slips down a, a, and achieves a new low, basically. And yeah. being outdone by, by David Moyes is a new low. And this was the starting 11 bar Tanganga right back. It was pretty much a starting 11 team for first. Like, thought, you know, Son yeah. and Kane and Lamella and Mora yeah. and, and Domble and Hoiberg. Like, Pretty much Regalon, Dyer, Sanchez. Like, you you know, it's a full team. And yeah, they didn't play very well. Bale did do well when he came on in the second half, but we had some moments where he tried to pull them back into the game. Um, Yeah. I I actually, I actually, the the dressing room thing is interesting because like Aurier did an interview earlier this week or, or toward the end of last week, basically saying like, He'd heard stories about what Jose was like with the United players and that hadn't been their experience and that he was cool and what have you. Um, and honestly, like we've, we've seen really bad performances from Spurs, but we've also seen performances where, where the dressing room is really lost. Like they are still trying, most of them, right? They, they, they're not, they haven't jacked it in completely. They're just bad. Like the, there are no tactics. The, but that's there's how it no manifests itself, right, Alex? Like it's not like you would never ever say that Jose Mourinho teams like you watch them. Like for instance, when when he I was at Mohamed's house when he, he was killing Man United. There was a game where they went two 0 down at Newcastle and they won three two. I celebrated like my ass my ass off. But you could tell they were just bad. Like mm. they are, of course were going to fight for their own personal pride and they came back to win and they often did do that but they were so bad because they've been so demoralized. And I feel like 
they're protecting themselves here. And what's his name? Ori is protecting himself because the minute Jose is gone, he's going to start saying, oh, he did this and oh, he did that. <laughs> and, like, it's all going to come out. Maybe. I yeah, mean, and when, when Oria comes out on video, it's dangerous. Very, very. <laughs> no live streams for that, man. <laughs> um, but Mourinho, after the game, you know, made excuses basically saying like, well, he said, our coaching is second to none and there are problems in the squad that I can't solve, which, which is very interesting because as, as, you know, has been all over Twitter today, you know, when he took the job, he basically said, this squad's amazing. Eric Dyer's amazing. Toby Alderweireld, he tried to sign for Man United. In fact, Derek Dyer, he tried to sign for Man United. Um, you know, like he said this was a great squad that he could do things with. He said they were challenged for the title and whatnot. And he was wrong at the time, and a lot of people would have told him that. But that's what he said. And now he's saying, despite having bought a new right back, bought a yeah, new right well, back. Yeah, well, it's that plus 135 million, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, given Dyer a new contract, he gave Alderweireld a new contract. So, like, this is his defense, mm-hmm. you know? And and they're awful, and that is on him squarely. Even Doherty, who we thought was like a good signing, he's garbage right now. So bad. My God. Like, yeah, but Doherty also worked a little bit more in the wing back kind of role. <laughs> I think for Wolves better than a, in a back four. Like I know he played in a back yes. four, but like the way he played for Wolves is not like this, right? Um, he was more, you know, he was he was well known for his attacking output, not necessarily his defensive output. And under a Mourinho team, that can <laughs> that can become problematic very quickly. That that is very true. Although I don't know, did you see the couple of crosses that he put in in, oh. in the second half were horrendous. Man, he doesn't like he he doesn't know what's going on. But he doesn't know what's going on. on the positive side with West Ham, I mean Lingard's finish with the left foot. Like oh. when you're confident, oh. you're confident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and that was a finish. A he just needed a change and needed something to, to to fight for. And he's doing well. Even this off the ball stuff, like he's doing so well. And I know Twitter had a had a great day. And the official Keen account, which I think is actually run by Michael Richards, Michael Richard didn't like it. But <laughs> you, you know the the celebrations. Like yeah. um firstly, Declan Rice is the quintessential uh, white boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's saying, like yeah. he, he has no sauce. At all, because his celebrations were whack. Like whack. <laughs> he came out on Twitter and said, "I need to work on my air." He did. He did yeah, <laughs> it was horrible. But he's got a cool name though. Like, like when your name Declan is Declan, Rice? like Declan is like Rice. you're a no, but Declan, you're a skateboarder, you're a surfer, like you're a cool dude. Or you're just Irish. I don't know, man. Declan to me, in my in my experience, has always been a cool dude. <laughs> okay, I don't know any Declans who are cool. And um, all the Declans, I know two Declans and they're all skateboarders and like really cool guys with like baggy pants <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> oh, man. But um, they perform- they played really well. I love Mikel Antonio, man. Like, I think I think he's one of our favorites here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, he'd go to City of Scores and Like, well, like yeah. speak about maximizing your potential. Like, that man has very few attributes. And well, he, he's, he's getting the most out of He started him. as a winger just because he could run fast and he played there for a while. And then they realized, wait a second, he scores quite a bit of goals. Let's put him in front of goal and see what happens. And he just bullies people and scores goals. Mm-hmm. He ended up getting being put up front by Moyes in his first stint as West Ham manager when, um, who was the, the moody Balkan they used to have up front who wanted to leave? Arnautovic. Oh, okay. okay. Basically, when Arnautovic started like being a knob, and trying to leave to China, Moyes was like, all right, forget you. I'll put Miguel Antonio up front. And it worked. You know who wanted to sign Arnautovic before he went to China? Ibrahimovic. Oh, Mourinho. Mourinho, yes. 
That guy's a war criminal. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sensational. Um, so yeah, let, let, let's move on. West Ham are obviously brilliant right now. Top four. Yeah, they're sitting in uh, fourth, I believe, aren't they? Let me see. They are sitting in. Oh, come on. Here we go. Yeah, fourth, uh, two points ahead of Chelsea. Oh, well, everybody played almost the same amount of games except Everton, which is nice. So it's equal there. Yeah, so they're two points ahead of Chelsea in fourth. And only, wow, only four Chelsea points away from United. Weekend. Yep, Chelsea drew this weekend 1 yep. 1. Uh, Southampton stopping the rut there because they were on course to, uh, they were a few games away from losing nine in a row. So well done, them. I mean, I mean, you know, with the second goal since joining, he sent Mendy for an absolute hot dog. My oh. God! Oh, mate, I, I, I love that goal. I yes. love it. I love it because a Mendy's a huge man, and for him to fly <laughs> that far with one one little move was amazing. And then the outside of the foot. Mm. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take no, your peasant. No. I'm no, gonna take no. your. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. I'm going to take your peasant opinions and I'm going to add a little bit of football connoisseur Unbelievable. to the to it. Forget about all the stuff. The the positioning Minamino took between the two defenders, if he wants to play from early, he was on one defender and then realized the gap between both of them made that run and then looked to like literally stared at Redmond and said, give me the ball right now. And Redmond's through passes. Like, Minamino's run to create that space was unreal. I enjoyed that. Like it shows that there's something there, and maybe you know, hopefully he can redeem himself. And I'm wrong about him, but there was something there in that run, man. Look, I mean, you don't make it through the Red Bull Red Bull system without having something. You just don't. They're too good at their recruitment and their scouting and what have you. So yeah, maybe it was just just needed the right environment. Mm, it was brilliant. I loved it. He just he wanted that ball. He made it happen. And then obviously the yeah the finish is the highlight of it. Also yeah, very bold. Sorry, Bunny. Um, it's very ballsy to rely on Nathan Redmond. That's yes. brave. Yes. <laughs> very, very brave. Um, I was half hoping that Chelsea would win, even though it, this works out for me, only because I want Hassan Hufel gone. And it's another irrational hate thing. Why? He lost, like, what? he lost eight in a row or some nonsense like that, Six. man. Like, like, Are no, you a Southampton fan? No, man, I take things personally. Like, Yes, but he tries they, to play good football. I don't care. You know, replace him with like some lump it in. No, don't get relegated, dude. <laughs> Mohamed, you heard Bernie's racist against Norwich. You know why? It's because they tried to play good football and lost. He hates True. this shit. I, he I leads Norwich Southampton. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like people who who want to play good football and get the results. I don't like losers. And Hassan Hultel is a loser. So I, I have no time for that. Like he's By that an logic, absolute loser. By that logic, you should be a massive fan of Sean Dyche, who tries to play no football and survives every year. No, no, no. But he's still a loser. <laughs> he overall loses more than he wins. I, like, I don't, I, want I don't know, that. man. You need to give people more props for trying. You're not always <laughs> like, I would rather, you know, watch Norwich like the season we watched them in the league and then, then get relegated than watch, let's say, a I don't know, a West Brom or a Newcastle that scrape it through in, you know, no, 17th no, 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 this no, no, season. No. Forget those guys. I'd rather watch like, Villa. Villa aren't like passing about whatever, but they're fun. Yeah, but Villa win. spent like 200 million over the last couple of summers. Alex, I, I, I'm not talking about the back room <laughs> staff. I'm not talking about the transfer. I'm talking about what I see on the pitch, okay? Like, sure. I want results. Jesus. And I want good football. The same Southampton time. literally gave us an unbelievable two-month period this season where they were like, we talked about them being more fun to us than City. Remember yeah, that? Awesome. They were fifth. 
they were fifth, and we were like, I would rather watch a Southampton game over City. Brady's like, you're yes. only as good as your last game. No, no, I was there. I was with you. I was on in that bandwagon. And then they lost six in a row, including nine mil. You do that twice, bro, I'm out. <laughs> Man, Bernie, this is good. This is very instructive. If Bernie ever owns a club, oh. don't, don't be the manager. You're gone after a couple of exactly weeks. Exactly what I was going to say. Bernie being a manager of a club is disaster. <laughs> I mean, I would give you time. I just wouldn't let you lose 6-0 and then lose 9-0 twice in two seasons. Like, come on. No, I wouldn't do that. That's you would have sacked Ferguson before he got successful, I'm just saying. Did he so. lose 9-0? I don't know, he but he nearly got... Weren't you close to being relegated one team? My par- like, wait, wait, wait. late 80s? My, we finished 11th. My parameters are very clear, Alex. <laughs> very clear. Six in a row, nine nil twice. Anything anything less? <laughs> we're not discussing it. All right, so we're fine, good. Fine, Everyone's fine. safe then. With those parameters, no one's going to get out. So. That's why I hate yeah. Ralph. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll move on to another manager that Bernie definitely likes, right? Because he plays good football and, and he's getting results. It's Brendan Rodgers. Leicester two, Aston Villa one. I love him. I love Starting him. He's like so him. good. I absolutely love him, man. Like, I, I after Arteta, I'm so down for Brendan. I, I was down for Brendan before Arteta. You were. You definitely. I painted myself into a corner because my my criteria means that I have no choice but to like Brendan. So, therefore, <laughs> I now like Brendan. <laughs> there you go. It's all maths, really. Leicester are just a great a men's international now. Um, <laughs> Leicester are just so well balanced. They're so good in defense and in, in defensive midfield with DD. And then you've got that, you know, box-to-box element. And then, you know, even when they play Luke Thomas and Castagna uh, out wide in, like, whatever, the fullback positions or the, yeah, fullback positions, and they're not, both, none of them are starters. They still, the unit, it works well together. You have a player like Barnes that is zero flash, but it just works for him. You know, they played Ricardo Pereira, I think, like, up top this game yeah, because they were a- so as like a wide forward because they were had so many injuries. Like, man, I don't know. They're, they're doing their thing. They're doing their thing even when Vardy doesn't score. Like, you remember how reliant they used to be on Vardy. Now, they're not. Vardy, you know, can play well, can not play so well. They've got Barnes, they've got Madison, they've got Killamans. They can chip in from a lot of different areas. Now. That Madison finish was beautiful. Really and, and, and if you're going to score against Martinez like that, it has to be perfect. Yes, very true. Um, we, we also had a glimpse of uh, Nonpolis Mendy this week, came on in the second half. And just by being on the pitch during a win, he moved up the rankings because Ed Mendy is just sinking like a stone. <laughs> <laughs> Real Madrid aren't doing much. So, you know, Fellow Mendy's just kind of stagnating. And uh, Benjamin Mendy's completely irrelevant at this point. I think Nampolis is one and Furlan played. So Furlan might actually be top and then Nampolis and then Ed Mendy. Benjamin <laughs> Mendy is way below everyone else on the list. Yeah, yeah. There's like 25 Mendys in League 1 that come before him at this point. <laughs> this guy, um, man, he just, he just, I don't know, man, he's so funny. Like, <laughs> just his physique is funny. <laughs> <laughs> while, while we're talking about funny physique vibes, man, uh, Bertie, Bertie Traore, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. He's, uh, he, he's so much fun. This guy is just so much fun. Can I explain just how vibesy he is? They they scored, so it was 2-1 in the end. He scored the goal. He threw his body, like, in front of Schmeichel. Like, it looked like, you know, death-defying kind of thing. And then, but he's just sitting there as if he's sitting on his couch chilling. Did you notice that? I was yep. like, 
You like there is no emotion, no pain, no nothing, just vibes, bro. Just vibes. There was another one. I think it was in the goal. I think there was another one where Schmeichel ended up like sitting on top of his foot for a while, and he was just chilling. Like the other, <laughs> the other Villa players were mad, and he was just like, "No, nah, it's good, man." <laughs> <laughs> Does not care. Just there for a good time. Great player, Love though. It. Hey, hey, I'm gonna take some credit for, you know, seeing him before he was, you know, hipster mo before he was cool. You guys remember that. When? When I said no, like did, the beginning of the season, say, I did say, say "Watch out for this guy. He's going to be something, and he's going to be better than Pepe." Remember? You did. You did say this. I I Thank actually you. agree. You did say fair that. enough. Better than Pepe is a very low bar, though. True. <laughs> like, how many players can we name that aren't better than Pepe? Oh. That start for their clubs. Well, you have to go down to like Burnley's and stuff. Dwight McNeil might be better than Pepe. He is, but I, I would take Dwight McNeil any day. I mean, Jared Bowen is probably better than Pepe. Yeah, yeah he is. He, like he uh, really is. He really is. I'm just thinking of people who play like left footed mm-hmm. on that right side. Uh, it doesn't just, even have to be that. Just, I mean, Yarmolenko. I'd, yeah, I'd probably take Pepe over Yarmolenko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank God he doesn't start because that would be an awkward conversation. <laughs> Uh, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the top scorers list and like I'm shocked that I know Salah's top but 17 goals that's a lot and Bruno 15 goals what wow yeah they both take a lot of penalties though. yeah they do they do yeah. so does Vardy and he's nowhere near but anyway who's, who's after that let's get the, the top five oh oh my boy Dominic Calvert-Lewin 75 million worth with 13 Harry Kane 13 <laughs> Son, 13. Bamford, 12. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to go through this because this is hilarious. Vardy, 12. And then guess who? I'll give you one guess. Give us a hint. Jesus, 9. No, but close. Oh, oh uh, Gundogan. Firmino. Gundogan with 11. What? Beast. 11. How many does Jesus have on that list? He's not there. <laughs> like, not in the top 10, anyway. He's at the bottom praying. Um, like, the only two <laughs> midfielders in that list are Bruno and Gundogan. And Bruno, you can accept. But Gundogan, I'm like, Still amazed that he has 11 goals. Like, in the a, league? In the league, yeah. bro. Wow. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I've, consider, like, Son a mid... I'm talking about, like, center midfielders. Yeah. I have a proposition for Manchester City. Like, they're 10 points clear, right? We reckon it's probably done. They can probably ease off a little bit. They should just spend the rest of the season trying to make Gundogan top scorer. Because that would just be so, be so special. Yeah. If you can do that... You are the greatest manager to ever walk the <laughs> earth. I don't care, man. <laughs> that's, just, that's just messing around, and I will subscribe to that if you do. Yes. That. Yes. Yeah, but K- KDB, KDB is back on the block now, so. True. KDB is trying to, he's going after the assists. Second <laughs> with 10. Harry Kane first with 11. Bruno also has 10. Grealish has 10. Fair enough. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Of, okay. From the stats. All right. Fulham uh, beat Sheffield one 0 Yeah. Um. The Nigerian revolution continues. Mm-hmm. Ademola Lookman absolutely drilled that. Oh my oh, God! He nearly killed Ramsdale. Give us Fulham. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bernie, you hate Aaron Ramsdale. Lookman nearly killed him. It was amazing. Wish he did. <laughs> 
he made my I have an inshallah 11 inshallah 11 is players who are just rubbish is <laughs> 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 my starting goalkeeper oh my god so looking at the bottom of the table you think um I mean we talked about this and the only reason I want Newcastle to go down is because we here on the pod said that this would happen when they were in like 11 and I'm you know proud of that prediction and I want mm. it to come true because we looked at it and we said look they're overperforming. They're tired. They're exhausted. They're going to go down. So that would be a brilliant kind of, I guess, hypothesis, prediction, whatever you want to call it. But is Fulham going to get out of there? Like they're scraping it. They're only three points away from safety. And um, Brighton I, don't seem to be will. able to win a game. So I think Newcastle will be relegated. I think Fulham will make it out. And they play each other on the last game of the season, by the way. Oh, that would be fun. Yep, I'm not yep. going to watch the city, whoever they're playing. But yeah, Fulham, Newcastle would be fun. Didn't, be they, didn't Fulham, Fulham had that very famous Andy, was it Andy Johnson? Yeah. Um, and like last day um, revival, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, they had a major, major last day survival. I remember it was like early 2000. It sounds familiar. Yeah. Andy, Andy Johnson was like Vardy, but without the goal scoring. Like all the running and the spite and the like crashing into people and all that. But I mean, he scored a few. But. It'd be funny if Brighton went down. It, it, it's, I don't hate This is just more of your it, yeah, exactly. football agenda. I'm just agenda. saying it'd be funny. It'd be funny. I like Graham Potter. I give him credit. But they don't have a striker. That's their problem. Even today's game. They should have won the game. I swear Bernie, will, Bernie will take over a team and hire Pulis. <laughs> and then he'll hire Pulis. He'll make sure his fullbacks don't cross the halfway line. Yeah, no. you know he'll put like two defensive midfielders in his FPL team. <laughs> no, listen, listen, listen. Brighton, I have no expectations of them. I have okay. none. I I want them to stay up. I don't want Newcastle. I don't want Burnley. I'm just saying it would be funny. I always I always like to keep Newcastle around just because they're a big team, a lot of fans. You know, they, they, I just don't like to see those big teams go down. Like I don't mind the West Brom and the. Maybe even Brighton, just not because of the football, but the size of the club. I always take the size of the club into effect, and I would like Newcastle to stay just for the for that. That's true. That's why you love Sunderland too. That's yeah. it. Sunderland got got bought, uh, taken over, so they might have an injection of cash, start rising up the leagues. So you know, the universe probably thinking Newcastle probably need to go down honestly, to kind of make way. Honestly, people just buy Sunderland to be in the documentary. <laughs> But Sunderland are in the EFL Trophy final, I believe. What even is that? I don't know, but whatever <laughs> whatever it is, it's it's good material yeah, for but, the documentary. <laughs> but you can't tell us what happens because then the documentary. Don't, don't, what's it called? Don't uh, no don't spoilers. Don't no spoilers. <laughs> all, all I'll say I'm is watching Sunderland next season. <laughs> it's March 14th, 11 a.m. against Tranmere Rovers. Come on, Sunderland! <laughs> or do you want them to lose because it'll be funnier in the documentary? I hope the uh, I hope the Toyota factory is uh, is expecting uh, is ready for a field trip. <laughs> that got shut down. That got shut down a year ago. There's no way it's still open. Incredible. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I know this is the last time we'll ever talk about Sunderland. Actually, no, it won't be. But. Tranmere Rovers formally request the Papa John's Trophy, which is what the AFL Trophy is called, with Sunderland is pushed back after government announcement over fans. So I guess the government said fans would be allowed in next season or something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, look. That didn't even bother me. It's a Papa John's <laughs> Is that any more ridiculous than Carabao, really? It's, it's better than Carabao, probably. <laughs> the only thing that is saving Carabao is that we don't really know it as a product, so you don't think of it that way. 
but Papa Jones is putting pizza. <laughs> like we know it's a pizza. Carabao, I didn't know it was a it was that Chinese drink until like I had to Google it. You know, and so you think about it as like, oh Carabao Cup, fine. But Papa I'm just, Jones. I'm just wondering, because isn't Papa John's an American thing? It is. Like, is it the same Papa John's? Yeah. Yeah, they're green sign, isn't it? And they're racist. Exactly. I was gonna say. Are they? Oh man. Their their owner dropped a dropped an N bomb and defended it and then had to walk it back. Yeah, American oh. Pizza Restaurant Franchise. It's the fourth fourth largest pizza delivery restaurant in the United States. Wow, I did not think they're that big. The fourth largest? Their well, stock prices, their stock price is $103. But <laughs> are they selling yeah. crack? <laughs> probably. It's pizza, bro. <laughs> think about it. The, the stock price was probably higher before the racism. Yeah, true. I mean, I mean, their headquarters is in Kentucky. So Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's the home it's the home of food that will kill you. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, the trophy, Papa John's trophy has its own Twitter account. Like just the trophy. <laughs> what is going on? Unreal. Their slogan is better ingredients, better pizza. <laughs> yes. Sure. Better drugs. Sure. Better <laughs> pizza. It's like it's like the Chappelle. Just make a little bit of crack on it. Papa John's uh, tastes like racism. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sensational. If, if we've gone this far, it might be the end. <laughs> yep, it might be. Uh, let's just run Wolves, through Wolves the last beat one. Leeds one nil. Yeah, uh, you you enjoyed that because um, my 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 boy Melier made a mistake. I did. I did enjoy it big time. It's just again, it becomes personal when you say he's good and I say he's not. It's personal. Sure. Alex took responsibility for that. He just called him my boy Melier. Like Alex, I'm I very like proud him. of you. What do you like about him? He can't kick. He can't. He, he, he can save. He, can't. he, can't he can kick. throw. You know he's he basically Kepa 2.0, right? Like you're aware of this. It's possible. We'll find out. But he's he's a proper size. Kepa's not big enough. Didn't Kepa, see Kepa play the game right like last week? Yeah. I don't know what. Uh, frankly, with the form that Mendy's been in, I'm not sure why he's not. Did you number see? One. Um, did you see the comments of Tuchel about um, Reese James and uh, Tamari? And uh, not Tamari. Reese James and uh, the striker. Abraham? No. What? After the game, because he, he subbed them off, right? And after the game, he's like, yeah, they both didn't apply themselves well. They weren't running well enough for me, blah, blah, blah. Like, he was quite frustrated with them. And then Reese James, I think, had that chance towards the end of the game that he missed. And Tuchel, like, he went was mental. visibly frustrated. It's like a right back trying to hit a volley. Like, you know, there's no expectations there, but he just, he was not. Because he subbed uh, Hudson-Odoi off. Mm-hmm. Hudson-Odoi came on at halftime. And he subbed him off 30 minutes later. And then he said he wasn't applying himself. He wasn't pressing. Yep. He wasn't doing this. It was like a dossier of an explanation for that. And I just felt you're losing this dressing room. ASAP, bro. <laughs> Remember two weeks ago when we said it starts well. Yeah. <laughs> it starts well. But, and then it goes um, downhill. Uh, but yeah, let's do before we before we knock off um, Inter Milan. Clear at the top of Serie A now after they smashed AC Milan, uh, who were, to be fair, without Benacer, who was a very important part of their midfield. But this was an absolute gubbing. Yeah, it was a good game by Inter. I mean, we watched this because it was we thought it would be fun, and it was. And AC Milan like really tried that possession. They were doing build up, blah blah blah. But then Inter are just so powerful in the counter attack. Like you know, Lukaku alone just literally bulldozes through the midfield and the attack, and then ends up in front of goal. Like he's. He's having a phenomenal season. And Lautaro, when he's playing well, he's playing well. But yeah, like, they cannot deal with Lukaku. They just can't. Like, he he can flip a game for Inter at any moment. 
Yeah, no, it's completely true. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun he's to watch. Absolutely, he's been brilliant. As Roche, we're remiss if we don't mention the fact that they have that partnership, that bromance of Lataro and, and Lukaku, and it's working well. And mm-hmm. maybe this is the year. I still think that, you know, Juventus won today. I think three or I can't remember what the score is. No, but yeah, three nil. They're not that far back. They really aren't. How many points is it? Well, if they win their game in hand, they're going to be six points. Like it's uh, not sorry, that five big points. Th- it's not that big a thing. For Inter can still mess this up, and Juve yeah, can still sure. decide to wake up. Like this is not finished by any means whatsoever. No, um, but I, I know we're going over time. But I want to quickly touch on the Champions League, uh, Barca PSG. Mm. Um, that was a big one. Mbappe really shown. Like he, oh. he stepped up, and he, he loves to do that when Neymar's not available, which is always around this time of year. So he so he knows when to step up. He's like, I'm, I'm ready for February. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mbappe was a you know again, eh, yeah, he was great and brilliant and everything, but Barcelona were trash, man. It's the absolute trash. Um, the penalty they got it. were not a penalty. Like, yeah, I, I I agree. Barcelona were for me the story was how bad they were as opposed to how good hmm. PSG were. And a lot of people were making no, and the reason why I say that, a lot of people were making noise about Pochettino, which is great, but he's had the worst start of anyone in the Qatari era, 19 points in nine games. So they're not all of a sudden just sensational right now. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no trend to suggest that they are. They're not doing well in league one. We're that bad. No, they're, they're not. not. And, and the start Pochettino has made has not been that good. So there's no grip on the team yet. Like Mbappe mm-hmm. had a great game and PK literally could not keep up with him and was dragging him down by the, like, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, except for Boateng yeah. falling over, like that was hilarious. The, the the fall of Barcelona's fates, man. Since where they were to where they are now is unreal. A ten years, like ten years of being the best we've ever seen, and then potentially ten years is going to be of like the worst we've ever seen. It's just a crazy move. But other than that, there was also Haaland. My God, this dude is seriously like he, he's he's mental. Like yeah. inside, he's yeah. mental. He you know. He's just that. Where's he from? He's from like Norway. Uh, Norway, right? Yeah, that Nordic, like crazy, like, you know, goes cold uh, and he stuff. flips. Yeah, like something happened. Like there's a switch. And he's just like, you see, you saw that picture before the latest game where he's standing there in like free kick pose. And like, it's just like the game hasn't even started yet. And he's just like looking into your soul. He's and a Terminator. He, he's a he is Terminator. a Terminator. And he scored this this weekend with that beautiful bicycle kick as well. He's just on fire, man. Like, forget the release clause, 60 million in two years. Just do it this year and get it out of the way. You you have to do it now if you can. You but someone uh, someone tweeted, and I think it blew up, someone tweeted that Haaland is exactly like one of those Scandinavian boys who comes up to you in the club and just shouts in your ear like, the girls in here are crazy, man. <laughs> Man, he's he's something. It's so people are you know looking forward to the him versus Mbappe world for the next whatever ten years. Yeah, and they did their little marketing thing where they that he mentioned it. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. Like he had smart the little move, smile on his way. face. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. smart move. It's like don't forget about me. Yeah, I'm here. But um, uh, I mean, Barcelona followed that up with a one-one draw with Cadiz nuts. I think wasn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, they lost technically. They lost the Cadiz nuts two one in, in the first game of the season too. Amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, this week we've got we've got uh, Atleti Chelsea tomorrow. That's gonna be fun. Lazio Bayern, Munchen Gladbach against City, Atalanta Real Madrid. It's all kicking off. 
Mm, when what Literally. time is that? is that one o'clock or three o'clock eastern that's all at uh all three o'clock three o'clock all right yep. time to pull up the calendar the work calendar book <laughs> your meetings yep 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 they're gonna book them over you anyway <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right gents Perfect. lovely stuff we'll chat yes. again soon peace Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.